Welcome back to another episode of Go Be Wyo. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce and Manufacturing Works in recognition of National Manufacturing Day. This is part three of our series, um, and our topic today is why Sheridan, what makes this area attractive to manufacturing companies. And uh, today's panel is a little uh, diminished from what the original list was, but I think we're going to have a great conversation um, on this topic. And from our right, we've got Johnny Law of Luminous Brew House. Uh, Sheridan native. Uh, him and I went to high school together. And then we've got uh, Dr. Walt Tribley, uh, the president of Sheridan College. Um, and we were just kind of talking a little bit. Walt, you've got a long history of, of uh, manufacturing. Your dad uh, originally worked in, in Long Island for you know military manufacturers. And so I'm really excited to hear what you guys both have to say. Um, if you've missed our first other two parts, part one was what, uh, like what is manufacturing kind of describing that. And then part two was grit. You know, a lot of those uh, businesses on that panel were talking about the problems of COVID obviously and, and all that stuff. But, um, so I'll let you guys have the floor. Um, I think let's hit this one right off the bat. Um, you know, why is shared in a great place for a manufacturing business? Um, and, um, you know, maybe we'll have Johnny go first since Luminous Brew House is a smaller, you know, mom and pop, um, you know, brew house, you know, yeah. microbrewery. So I'll yeah, let the, absolutely. yeah. Um, so as far as, uh, Luminous goes, I think we've got a really cool fitment within the community of Sheridan. Um, in fact, we, in the last few years, we've been dubbed, um, by some of our loyal customers as Sheridan's living room. Um, that's something that we don't take lightly. Uh, there's a lot to that. And we try to really live into that. Um, and the, like I said, the unique thing is we didn't come up with that. Um, that was something that our customers specifically dubbed us as. So definitely, uh, definitely big shoes to fill on that aspect of it. But, um, I think end of the day, when it comes to Sheridan, I think we have such a unique community of people that just really love to get out and support their local businesses. Um, that's manufacturers, that's retail. And we have the honor of kind of maintaining both having the manufacturer side and the retail side. Um, so those two go hand in hand. And honestly, we've just been really impressed with what Sheridan has been able to do for us and what we're able to bring to the table and really give back to the community through, obviously, brewing good beer. Um, if we didn't brew good beer, then we'd be sunk in the water. Um, but alongside that is having that really cool partnership with a lot of the nonprofits and being able to take that the opportunity to really give back. And we have a lot of folks that use the tap room specifically as an opportunity um, here just in the last year we've done, uh, well, actually this was, I think if I remember right. We we're on our seventh year of doing the grace Anglican, um, grace Christmas sale. Um, so that's one that we partnered up with grace Anglican church for their, uh, their annual food bag food drive, where they actually get some of the profits from the actual sales of that beer. And then again, back in about April, we partnered up with the, uh, shared Memorial hospital and giving back to their early detection program. Um, so we had a beer specifically brewed for them and that was our raspberry hibiscus saison, um, called angel share. So, um, all those aspects really go hand in hand as far as manufacturing and for us as a manufacturer and retail being in Sheridan, um, just really cool to see that give back opportunity. So, you know, I was, uh, fortunate to have, uh, a few hours in Sheridan's living room in, uh, Luminous Brew House and it's everything you just said. It was great to hear it coming from you. You know, there's a lot to unpack here and I'll try to do my best. So on the other end of the spectrum, I've only been here a couple of years mm -hmm. and, 
Uh, I am also in a position, I'm fortunate being in a position to try to attract and retain talent. So, and I've been in that uh, role for many years. And so Sheridan has so many aces in the hole from the vibe that's created for places like Luminous to the, uh, the YO theater, to our vibrant mountain life, our outdoor recreation. It, if we start with the, the humans that are gonna come here and, and start or expand a manufacturing business, look first to our K-12 system and our outstanding K-12 system of education, our healthcare, if you're trying to start a business here, we have many supports from the Sheridan Economic and Educational Development Authority to um, the Chamber of Commerce, the University of Wyoming has presence here, uh, Impact 307, et cetera. So we can help businesses get started, help them with their business plan. We have a, a, a group of folks that live here and work here that have grit to our host comment about the second session. These folks are in industrious like Johnny, uh, work hardworking, work through the ups and downs of COVID and whatever uh, comes what may. What I'm speaking to is a workforce that's used to working. Our college, of course, that I represent has specific programs that are tailored for the manufacturing uh, industry. Uh, it most specifically our machine tool program uh, that we work closely with our industry partners and our advisory boards to make sure that that program is relevant and current and doing the right thing. So I think from, you know, really we have from the vibe, the beauty, uh, the culture, the workforce, a college that's willing and able and has a demonstrated history of working with industry. I think you really can't miss favorable tax climate. The Wyoming yeah. Business Council is here to help you state state uh, workers to help you get your business up and running. That was well said by both yeah. of you guys, um, you know, because this is exactly what we want to hear. You know, why, why, if someone's thinking about moving to Sheridan or starting a business, you know, this is exactly what everyone wants to hear. Um, we're going to see uh, PJ Tridy of uh, Bighorn Designs get a call in, I think. So we'll have him come on here in a second. But, um, you know, talking about, you know, what the college offers and we've got Impact 307, kind of the nonprofits, you know, that are always um, open to doing events and helping the community. You know, what are other amenities that Sheridan offers that um, some people might not think about um, in regards to a manufacturing business? Yeah. Um, if you don't mind. No. Um, I think one of the cool things for Sheridan when it comes to manufacturing, really this is a little bit of a broader net rather than just that focus on the manufacturing side. But when you're just in general talking about that recruitment aspect of getting people here, Sheridan really has a quality of life that's almost unmatched. I, I don't know for, for you all being here for two years now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the reality of being able to go up, get in the mountains in an afternoon and hang out and do fly fishing. Um, winter, having easy access to two ski resorts, Antelope Butte being one of them, and another one being Metal Arc. Um, to the incredible trails that the Sheridan Community Land Trust has been working on. Um, there's such an aspect of outdoors that I think a lot of communities just do not have. So that's kind of that focus for me when it comes to amenities. What's attracting people? Because yeah, we do have an incredible place to live and, and work um, when it comes to the tax climate. Um, but when you were talking about moving people from a new place to Sheridan, it's more than just what what does it do for me as a business? It's how can my family live here? Um, and I think that's such an emphasis that we need to really take on um, because we just 
today's world, people have the opportunity to move their business or uh, go to any company that they want, but we got to focus on what strengths do we have. And we have a really healthy manufacturing industry throughout the city, um, really the county. Um, and we have a really healthy outdoor quality life aspect that, like I said, hard to get. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to that. You know, and I have lived in a lot of really beautiful places. Sheridan is, is certainly that. The, uh, the Maybe the only thing they add is actually Sheridan uh, really has a critical mass now of manufacturing companies. It is no longer, you know, the one or two. It's, it's, a, it's a group. And uh, what we're... Another reason that that is valuable is that while I know the, the employers don't always like to see this, but people will get to a certain point in one company, maybe get hired by the other one for a little while, and then hired back even to the same company or over to another. So there's a lot of opportunities for on-the-job training, on-the-job growth. Uh, I think we have the culture that allows that to happen without animosity and, you know, the people, workers are going across. I saw that very clearly in the biotech uh, industry in California. People would bounce a little bit um, more frequently there between companies, but there, there is a synergy there and the companies actually are helping each other create the trained and skilled workforce. You don't, the other part of that is you don't have to leave Sheridan if you reach a point in your career and you want to advance or you want to change, you very often can find an industry right here to move to. So I'm not encouraging fluid, you know, such fluidity that there's no stability there and that's not happening. But it really is not a dead end or a one company. And if you don't stay there forever, you know, you're lost. You have the opportunity to move around if you need to. Well said, both of you guys. And uh, we now have PJ on over the phone here. Um, and PJ, um, the question was... Um, we've, we've asked kind of why, you know, why is Sheridan a great place for a manufacturing business? And then, you know, what are the amenities that Sheridan offers, you know, for a business? You know, for us, um, you know, living in Sheridan is, is about, you know, a, a slower way of life. Um, I know that a lot of our, our team really appreciates all the things that Sheridan has to offer. Um, a lot of folks that, that are on our team have lived in a bigger city, including myself, um, having lived in Richmond, Virginia, St. Louis, Missouri, um, various parts of Arizona and uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. And, uh, you know, coming back to Wyoming, you know, just really brings a, a different way of life and a slower way of life, but, but still with the ability to, you know, make a good living. And, you know, as a kid growing up in Gillette, you know, it was a great place to grow up. But I think like most kids, you had the thought that you had to leave the state to find success, um, you know, to kind of get away and, and explore. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I did that. And I think a lot of folks on our team are, are, are in the same boat. They're fortunate that they got out and they got to see, you know, some different things. But at the end of the day, to raise a, a you know, a kiddo and, and have a family, you know, there's, there's not many better places than, than Wyoming and Sharon to, to do that. And, and so, you know, really for us is, is promoting that as we're trying to hire new folks and, and, and bring in experienced printers and, and folks that do the work that we do. Um, you know, I think that's really going a lot away, uh, a long way with, with folks and, and how we're, we're promoting that. 
Awesome. That was well said. And that kind of relays right into the next question for all three of you. And I love that we have uh, Dr. Tribley here because how can Sheridan uh, be more attractive? You know, how do, how do we bring those people in? How do we train people to have those skills? Um, you know, or, or how do we um, bring more in, you know, bring more businesses in that can support, you know, Luminous and the college. So, you know, what are, what are kind of our thoughts there on how can Sheridan be more attractive? We know, you know, Johnny and I, we grew up here, PJ from here, we know the quality of life, the outdoors, but how do we um, get people to move here, you know, and all that stuff? If I may, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump, jump into that. Having recently come here, uh, so seeing, seeing Sheridan uh, from the outside and now having the opportunity to be part of, part of the community, um, you really, you really have that, that when we say use words like vibe or that presence or that feeling, I mean, that's very palpable. I know I represent the college and I'm going to take another step, but having lived in the four corners of the United States, Many small towns have uh, a closeness, and, uh, a familiarity, a feeling, a safety. They invest in their schools. Uh, they care about health care. They care about each other. When you have a local community college, that is, that is a secret sauce. Uh, you're recruiting a family, whatever that family looks like. You're recruiting the children, the, the partner or the spouse. You're, you're recruiting a whole group of people. And so that's, what, that's where Sheridan shines, not in addition to the industry, in addition to having strong education. Health care is very important when you move to rural areas for an entire family. And we have strong health care here and the ability to get you where you need to go if you need something more serious. But we, we have that, uh, that vibe of the community college and a very vibrant downtown. You have everything from traditional uh, activities like rodeo to uh, coming to the Whitney Center for the Arts at the college and seeing a film that was made in 1920, a uh, silent film with uh, a live orchestra playing with some, one of our faculty having composed that. So all in the, same, in the same couple weeks, you could do that here in Sheridan. So it really is unique in that respect. We have so many foundations here. That nonprofit piece of Sheridan's community is key. So many foundations which have given us things from parks to college programs to scholarships to the arts to childcare, all throughout our town, you'll see philanthropy at work. And that is really key for Sheridan. Yeah, well, I'd be intrigued because I'm sure you, you might have a little bit more hard data on this, but I would say it's probably not uncommon for somebody to go through a school program at, at Sheridan College and then find a job right here. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yep. Yeah, and I always love that. I think if I remember right, VacuTech really had a, a big hold on that, establishing that partnership with the college and the manufacturing side. But um, definitely impressive to see that. Yeah, and do it with a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And if they want to move on to UW, University of Wyoming, also very often with a scholarship. Yeah. PJ, anything to add there? You know, as, as a, a kid who attended Sheridan College, um, you know, back in the, the early 90s, you know, I remember when Sheridan College, I mean, it was obviously a, a good school, um, but going out there on the campus now, how it's changed and um, just the, the additions that they're bringing to the community. I, I think back then the, the main program was, was the dental hygiene program, still a very strong program, but adding all of the new 
um, you know, technology that they have out there for uh, manufacturing. Um, you know, I see some, some really great things that the college is doing. Um, I know that Dr. Tridley had talked at a recent meeting about, you know, travel and tourism and the need for um, the, the growing hospitality industry um, in Sheridan. I think there's, there's an opportunity there um, as we continue to be kind of a hotbed for, for travel and tourism. And I think that's going to continue to grow as, you know, a stop on the way to um, Yellowstone and um, Devil's Tower and Mount Rushmore and, and, you know, more and more people getting on the road. So I, I do think that industry is going to continue to grow, which is really a stepping stone to continued economic development growth in our community. Um, so, so I, I do think that Sheridan is moving in the right direction. I, I do also think the state has taken an awesome stance in regard to technology and blockchain. They just recently had their um, the stampede down in Laramie a week ago. And, you know, the, the next big thing in technology is blockchain. And I think a lot of people equate it to, you know, cryptocurrency and those things. But, you know, blockchain is the technology that, that builds that. And, and my hope is that Sheridan can, you know, kind of ride the coattails a bit with the state and start to take advantage of that as well. I think there's huge opportunity. Our business, even though you know, we're in um, manufacturing and, and doing value add to apparel, is uh, it's, it's all technology related. And you know, we've got to always up our game. We, we utilize the internet and e-commerce platforms to drive our our product all across the world. And um, you know, I, I think if we you know really start to focus on improving our our reach into technology and driving that as well. I think that will, will do us well in the future. Um, but just really excited with, with what is happening in Sheridan as we continue to move forward. That was wonderful. Yeah. Well said all of you guys. Um, we've kind of already touched on it a little bit. The next question is kind of, um, you know, how could a manufacturer or a business, and I, I'm just going to keep it broad, you know, any business, you know, how could they work with the, with the college, with Sheridan College to improve, you know, employee training or skills needed? You know, we mentioned VacuTech. Um, we had Craftco on and they talked about they have Earn As You Learn, which is a scholarship for somebody to go get a degree while they work at Craftco, but um, in Impact 307. Um, are we missing anything, you know, in regards to internships, apprenticeships um, with the college there? You know, there's there's a lot of opportunity and it doesn't, uh, because we are going to be speaking to your good question about things that we may not have, it's not so much a, a bad testimony of where we've been. So, you know, I mentioned the advisory uh, committees. Uh, so for our, our machine tool program that takes students from the very beginning from what I would refer to as old school machining, because not everybody has uh a CNC, a computerized numeric controlled lathe in their shop. So we our students come out knowing how to use old school lathes uh, by hand lathes and the CNC machine. So by their input into that program and its relevance, that's key and that's foundational and it, that has to happen and it does happen. Uh, yes, from, uh, on, from uh, partnerships with industries that could 
include whatever works. But one of the things we are missing uh, if in the future, if the state of Wyoming continues to struggle with its revenue stream, uh, we probably will need to look for more formalized links with our industries as a whole and not simply in, not just in manufacturing, but that's the subject of our podcast here today. But, you know, a real, a real strong hand in actually helping to uh, provide resources for the program. Uh, whatever those resources might look like from uh, sharing employees to teach to uh, helping us out with if there is the need to train a small number of people on a specialized piece of equipment that is expensive we the college couldn't build a whole program around that for you know 15 students a year that would be unique specialized training so we would work with that industry in almost a continuing education format maybe the courses would be offered on their site where their machines exist but they wouldn't have to take their employees offline uh, to do the training so everything from uh, what's currently happening to more specialized small group training in the future is possible. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, when it comes to the, the relationship with Luminous and the college, it's a little bit tricky just because I wouldn't say there's a solid um, streamlined relationship between the two. Um, but I think it'd be awesome to really look at it and see what what partnerships are available. I mean, the reality of uh, brewing as I would say, a lot of people don't necessarily understand that brewing is as scientific or mathematical as it actually is. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'd be an interesting conversation at some point to have yeah. about uh, what might that look like for Sheridan College to maybe pick up some brewing science classes. Um, but I think some tastings or something yeah. at the college. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm totally about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for the GPA, the general's pale ale. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That would be a nice addition. I think to the living room. Awesome. PJ, anything to add on that too? You know, we've, we've been very fortunate to take on not only, you know, college students for, you know, paid part-time work in, in the design field, um, but also high school kids. And, you know, I've been blown away by just the creativity and the drive that, that a lot of the kids in our community have. Um, I think that you, a lot of times you hear adults being down on, on our youth and, you know, it's, it's, if, if you're looking for it and you go out, there are a number of kids in our community who, you know, have some, some amazing abilities and we've tapped into that. Um, both at the, the high school level and at the college level, um, we've we've got an intern from the University of Wyoming that's in in the design program, digital design, and and she does about thirty hours a week for us. Um, we've got a couple of high school kids that you know come in and and um, you know whether they're working in retail or you know back in our our production department, you know they're just kind of getting their feet wet and understanding you know how a business runs and. Um, you know, and, and they're there because they want to be there. And, uh, you know, Sarah Von Krosik, who when we first acquired the business, was our first, you know, young hire. She went off to design school at, in Washington. She's moved back here to Sheridan and, and is, you know, knocking the cover off the ball. And she has been since she was a high school kid. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of great potential to utilize, um, you know, kids that are going to school and want to, to earn some cash 
in, you know, in their, their off time and, and also as, as hopefully as credits. And, you know, it's on me for not having really gone out to the college to this point and, and inquiring on how we can maybe do some sort of a credit-based program for internship here, more on the design side, because it is a huge bottleneck for us as we continue to grow and, you know, doing design work for about um, 45 different brands now um, start to finish for our fulfillment program. And, um, you know, definitely a road we need to look at a little bit more closely. Uh, you just, uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation. It's on me as well. I, let, we get to connect and we will connect. I did leave one thing out. Sure. It's a bit of, it was certainly was a, a, a dream of mine and uh, I'm not alone in it. And it may not come to to, to fruition, but our our manufacturing industry here is in many respects similar to the early biotechnology industry that I participated in where it's there's a, a body of companies in a local area, employees sharing somewhat nearby higher education. What happens to that person that's frankly very much like the people that are with me today, the, those folks that are uh, on their, uh, they're driving their careers forward, they're coming up with great innovative ideas, but they may not be exactly what that the company they currently work for is about. So what does that person have to do? Quit, leave the state, go try to find uh, Series A funding or, you know, venture capital on their own. 95% of those companies are going to crush and fail. Can, is there a role for the college to play? It's very similar to what the University of Wyoming's doing and with Impact 307, for example, and uh, trying, to, trying to create inc- uh, a way for new businesses to start. Mm. But new businesses in manufacturing have to have a place to make something, make a proof of concept something. And if the college can be that design fabrication lab that at the same time is teaching our students how to start a company, how to go through these slings and arrows of getting started, that that employee might be on release from their current company where the current company might have a financial backing that receives financial gain in the future to explore these ideas. But ideas in manufacturing don't just happen in a, in a drafting room. You need to build things. And that would be a nice next step for the college. It's not a big money maker for the college. It's expensive space, but it could be an entrepreneurial step forward for shared. And that would be a shared vision from our community. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great idea. Um, no, that's all wonderful stuff, guys. Um, we want to keep this um, under, under 10 more minutes here. Um, the last two questions here, we kind of already hit on this. What does the uh, what does manufacturing have uh, impact-wise on the state and local economies? Kind of hit on it, you know, uh, running events for nonprofits, you know, uh, this, the school, you can work part-time and go to school. Um, what are some other things that we haven't touched on, you know, that um, – manufacturing impacts the state and local communities? I think for myself, it's an interesting view because we have that more front-facing manufacturer um, where we're creating a product that then is to be sold um, through our own retail space and through other wholesale partnerships. Um, So we get a a really hands-on aspect of it all. Um, So one of the biggest things, obviously, is being able to hire people. Um, being having the opportunity to give people a, a job. Um, so I actually just brought on a gal who's going to college. Um, she's studying criminal justice and she just started at Luminous a couple of weeks ago and she honestly moved over here and wasn't sure if she'd have 
an opportunity to have a job while going to school. Um, so that's one of the biggest ones for me, just on the, on the recent, um, front of my brain, it's really cool to be able to have that opportunity just when it comes to that, the college aspect and making that impact. Um, now we're, we have somebody that's not only going to school and, um, participating in the community on that aspect, but also, um, being able to, to really work right alongside and, and meet a lot of people in the community. And so far she seems like she loves Sheridan. So, and she loves Sheridan college. Um, that's, but. that's good to hear. I have, yeah. I have some data I could leave with you, you know, about how many, um, hundreds of millions, in fact, just over a billion dollars a year manufacturing brings in to Wyoming. Um, it, it is also, I think there are gracious hosts started with some statement about my dad being in manufacturing. He was a cost analyst. He worked in a, a defense plant. Uh, I, I don't think the, any part of the answer to our being, us being a healthy nation or a healthy economy is about being insular, but we do have to take care of our supply chain. And we learn that. We learn that the hard way. Every nation learned that the hard way. We're, our interconnectedness is important. It's valuable. But we also have to be more self-reliant. Well, you know what manufacturers do? They make stuff and they can make just about anything. I mean, you look at EMIT, look at LNH, all of our, the innovation going on everywhere, the innovation in Kennan. So an investment in manufacturing is an investment, frankly, in our ability to be self-reliant. It fits Wyoming. It fits our character. And it's, it's not a, it's, it's making things. It's a capital industry and that's healthy for our nation. It's healthy for our economy. And, if our mineral extraction industries continue to decline for a variety of reasons, if we fail to get a solution for carbon emissions, the folks that work in that industry are perfectly suited to be retrained. It's hopeful for them. To be re they don't have to leave. They don't have to go to Alaska or some other place to, again, work. And if they want to stay here, retrain, retool, and join the manufacturing industry, transferable skills between those industry sectors are, are a very apparent. Absolutely. That was awesome. PJ, anything to add on that? Oh. oh sorry about that. I, I, I believe that, you know, what, what has occurred here in Sheridan is, is a good roadmap for other communities around the state you know, obviously with the diversification that our community has had and not relying as much on natural resources as, as we did growing up in Gillette. Um, you know, I, I do think places like Gillette and Casper have, have turned the corner and, you know, and, and as we continue to add manufacturing and other industries to our state, I mean, that, that, that bodes well. Um, you know, my concern is, you know, obviously, as, as Dr. Tribley said, and, and we're dealing with it as well, is, is the supply chain. Um, and, and the other piece of that is our ability to, you know, to get product to the end user. Um, you know, there's significant shipping issues uh, going on. You know, we're, we're having issues with, with every carrier that we utilize. Um, they're understaffed. And, um, you know, the, 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 just the sheer quantity of, of of product that's that's going from place to place is has been taxing, and you know we're going to see it, you know, increase quite a bit as we move into the holiday season. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that as we get into next year, we can um, alleviate some of those issues. But I, I, 
think this is going to be an issue for, you know, a few years to come until we can get through this. So, um, you know, in the long term for Wyoming, I'm, I'm very optimistic and I'm obviously very optimistic on what Sheridan is doing. Awesome. Well, that uh, leads us to our last question. Johnny, kind of, we were talking about this before we were recording, but I want all three of you guys to give me an answer here of, um, you know, again, the topic today is why Sheridan? And I'll start with uh, Johnny on, you know, what do you love most about Sheridan? Um, And this is kind of just your soapbox or whatever you want to say about it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, like I was explaining earlier uh, to Aaron Walt before we got started is, um, I get asked that question a lot, especially being somebody that's born and raised here. Um, I have no desire to leave Sheridan. Um, so there was always that question of, you know, why, why do you choose Sheridan? Why do you choose to stay there? And first off, um, that's a hard question for two reasons. One of those reasons being, obviously I was born here. Um, so I didn't necessarily have the choice when I got started here, but, um, the second reason being, I think that's a really unfair question to ask because we have so much here to give and so much to offer. Um, but after really spending some time thinking through, uh, what is it that actually keeps me here? And I had the, the opportunity to go see a lot of places growing up with, um, going on vacations and traveling with my family. Um, and one of the things that I, I really came down to, distilled it down to is there's a lot of pretty places in the world with a lot of really crappy people. Um, and I don't, I just don't think that matters. You know, like I'd rather be somewhere where I'm around awesome people that really just want to see you be better, see the community be better. Um, and I think in Sharon, we have best of both worlds. We have the scenery, the beauty, um, but we also have the people here that really fit that pulse. Um, it's not uncommon to be walking down Main Street and somebody that you don't even know, you've never seen them in your life, they look you in the eyes and ask you, uh, how are you, or say good morning, and they mean it with intentionality. It's not just something that they uh, randomly decided to say just to, you know, for whatever, um, but they're actually asking that with intentionality. And like I said, I think that's a, a hard thing to find a lot of other places. Yeah, I can't really add much to that. I think why Sheridan, I'm joined here in the studio anyway with two folks born and raised here that are really great examples of how the future I know is going to be bright. You know, I'm, I'm torn be- just simply between coming in and wanting to do anything I can to help our students and our community thrive. And at the same time, really not, this is going to sound a little stick in the mudish, but I really don't think I want to change it. You know, I I want us to grow into a new economy that has opportunity for everyone, especially our young folks that are coming out and and they need to find meaningful living wage jobs right here. But at the same time, not change Sheridan, you know, keep that. I, I would hate to see Sheridan. I mean, change it demonstratively so that we now are dealing with issues of crime and or overpopulation or, you know, whatever comes with that, uh, trying to increase our infrastructure, pollution, et cetera. Uh, So I think we are not talking about that. I think we're talking about diversifying our economy, creating opportunities for people to want to come here and uh, love the same things we love or similar things. Um, and so that is certainly, you can count me in on that. And I'm very fortunate to live here and very proud that I live here. I, I think, you know, for me is, you know, Sharon is such an interconnected 
community. You know, we're, we're still a very small community, but when you look around, just the willingness to partner, to give, to give back, um, you know, you look at the, the nonprofit sector and the number of, of great entities, not only from, you know, education, uh, but, but, you know, foundations that give back, um, foundations and, and nonprofits that are doing, you know, great things working in the business to business sector, like we are, um, whether it's working with, you know, Johnny at Luminous or, you know, only co very connected in some of the projects we're working on or stepping down the street at the pottery shop, just sharing ideas and customers and how we help each other. Uh, there's so much of that that goes on when you really, you know, peel back the skin on, on what happens from a business standpoint, our community, and that goes all the way out to the manufacturing sector. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's, there's really cool things happening here that, that really, you know, I, I can say for a fact aren't happening as well in other communities around the state. And, um, you know, that gets me excited. That's what gets me out of bed every day. And I love, you know, getting to meet with those other business leaders and, um, nonprofit leaders that are, that are doing great things in our community. And, and I know those things are going to continue. So, um, those are all the things that, that make me excited about, you know, where we live and, you know, being able to raise a family here and, um, excited for the next 20 to 30 years and, and see where Sheridan goes from here. Awesome. Love it. Those were all great answers. Um, well, um, Johnny, Walt, thanks for coming into the studio. PJ, thanks uh, you were able to call in there. Um, so we were able to have a great conversation on this one. But um, guys, thank you for your time. And uh, again, this was topic number three, why Sheridan in the, you know, our series with the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce in Manufacturing Works um, for a National Manufacturing Day. So thank you guys for coming by and talking about your guys' businesses and then the college. So um yeah, that was all. That's all our time. So I appreciate your guys' time. Thanks, PJ. And we'll catch everyone next time. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Aaron.